Hi, welcome to Find My Next Office podcast. My name is Karina Urban, and I'm the founder of Peninsula Commercial Real Estate Group. Each episode, I'm going to sit down with clients of mine to talk about their experience as an entrepreneur and also learn about their journey in finding their next office. Please enjoy this next episode, and thanks so much for listening. Hi, everyone. At the beginning of each episode, I'd like to share some information about frequently asked questions in commercial real estate office leasing. So for today's episode, one of the most frequently asked questions I get is what is the difference between triple net, full service gross, and modified gross? Let me break that down for you. So a triple net lease is basically a lease structure in which a tenant pays a base rent, but the landlord will add on the nets. And the nets are commonly maintenance, property taxes, and building insurance. Typically, retail buildings are quoted in a triple net basis, but there's also some office quoted uh, on a triple net basis. So next one would be full service gross. A full service gross lease is when your rent covers all the expenses. A tenant pays one rent and it covers all the expenses in the property, including utilities, janitorial, and all the nets. Typically, office buildings are quoted on a full-service gross basis. With a full-service gross lease, you get a base year. Um, We'll cover that in future episodes, so come back to learn more about a base year. Um, On modified gross, which is the last uh, lease type, it's basically what it sounds like. It modifies the gross lease and passes on some of those costs to the tenant. So, for example, in office leasing, what you'll typically see in a modified gross lease is the tenant is responsible for paying for their utilities and their janitorial, but the landlord pays everything else. So if you want to visualize this, I always tell my clients to look at it on like a spectrum. On the left side is triple net, and on the right side is full service gross. Anything in the middle would be modified gross. Welcome to episode one of my podcast, Find My Next Office. Thanks for being here. I'm so excited to have my first guest, my friend, Nancy. Um, We are on the board for the USC Asian Alumni Pacific Association together, and I had the honor of representing her and finding her office, and so I wanted to have her as my first guest. Thank you so much, Nancy. Welcome to the podcast. Of course. I'm so excited to be your first guest. No pressure. (laughs) Exactly. No pressure at all. So Nancy, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure. I am a Canadian immigrant, Chinese Canadian immigrant, came to America when I was nine years old, basically a California girl, went to USC, fight on, and been in accounting and finance most of my career, and now I have my own consulting firm. Awesome consulting firm. So tell us about um, kind of a little bit more about your consulting firm and your journey as an entrepreneur and how you got to where you currently are. My consulting firm is basically a culmination of all of my career. It's We have high level staff augmentation services, whether it's in accounting, finance, audit, and lately we've been doing a lot of compliance work, a lot of regulatory compliance work for banks. Um, The areas that we're so proud of our company is that we're a completely women and minority owned 
certified organization. Um, how I started as an entrepreneur, it's kind of funny. I thought about that question, actually. I never thought I'd be one. You know, my husband had the bug. He had the restaurant. I grew up with the best entrepreneurs you can imagine. My father, mother, my grandfather, my father-in-law. And I've always admired them as entrepreneurs because they've always worked with integrity, transparency, and tenacity. And I would see how much they'd work. And I never thought I would become one until it just, it just became time. And I learned that being an entrepreneur will also give me opportunity for more balance of life, even though we are our worst boss. But you know what? I love my staff. It gives me energy to keep them working. And I have more time with my family, which is the most, the highest priority for me. Yeah, I love that story that you come from a series and a family of entrepreneurs. It's always interesting to hear that because I do think that there is some, I don't know if it's a genetic makeup for taking risk. Um, so let's delve into that a little bit more. Like the fact that your family is an entrepreneur growing up, uh, you know, in an Asian household, a lot of times, you know, they want you to go become a lawyer or an engineer or something a little bit more conservative, but it sounds like you didn't have that because your parents were entrepreneurs. Do you think that had something to do with it or... Well, my mom wanted me to be a pharmacist. She was like, don't go and be a lawyer or business because it's easier for you to just count pills and have an easy life, you know? And I was like, well, I'm going to be a fashion designer, mom. I honestly didn't know what I was going to do. Um, but I remember as a child, I really looked up to my grandfather. And my grandfather on my mom's side went from the mail room to becoming the CEO of the corporation without a college education. My grandfather was that artist on the street where all his siblings were scholars and physicians. He was the slacker. He just wanted to paint on the street. But he got into this corporation that he really believed in. And then he ended up moving up the ranks. And I remember as a child visiting from Canada, sitting in that CEO's chair, that leather chair. I remember it. It smelled like Old Spice. You know, I remember sitting there and acting like a boss lady at like eight years old. You know, my mom remembers me putting my sweater on the chair and acting like I had a briefcase and it just felt right. And not that I, I look at being a boss or anything, but I look at him as being a leader and how he led. And now, now he's, he's gone, but his, his sons now run the corporation. So it's very exciting to see. From my mom and dad, I think I've learned so much because they were in the printing business in the 80s. And that was really big because there was no internet. So all the, all the large corporations needed brochures. And I remember being there late at night with my mom and dad, taking any job they would take. No job was too big or too small. And I think that work ethic really, really embedded in me. You know, watching my parents take on all work, taking abuse from some clients, just just working around it and whatever we have to do, we do for as a family to provide for the family. And they did very well until the internet came in. But I really think I've learned so much from my family and my father-in-law. You know, I, I grew up and known my father-in-law over 20 years. He's not with us now, but he also is a man of integrity, never had a formal education, but he knew how to run one of the largest companies in, in his country. So it was really, it was really nice to see. And I really just admire them all. What a beautiful story. Thank you for sharing Aww, that. Oh, thank you. Yeah. So 
Tell us a little bit more. So the name of this podcast is Find My Next Office. So describe for our listeners kind of that process of obviously you started somewhere. So what was that first office like? And what was that moment when you realized, hey, I need to find my next office? I worked at other agencies similar to the one I've opened. And I remember that the the president at that time of that company really wanted a fancy schmancy whole floor office. And then he just got gobbled up by the rent, the monthly rent expense that went over whatever the revenue was. So that also was a big lesson to me that I don't want to waste money on rent in the be especially in the beginning when I could take better care of our employees. You know, we, as soon as the day we opened, we offered medical benefits, sick time before it was required. We offered things that other competitors didn't do. And that was important to me. So our first official office was in the corner of my bedroom on a little fold-up Ikea table. And it had the definition of ad hoc on a cork board right there in front of my desk. And I remembered that. It was like, I remember I put in typewriter font and the definition of ad hoc is to work for a specific purpose. And that's what our company is, Team Ad Hoc. We come in for a specific reason. We're not here just to milk the billing we're here to do the work. Um, so then, you know, of course, I wanted to have a professional office setting. So we started with, um, what do you call it? executive suites? We started with one little suite. It's, it's a sweet memory for my HR person and myself. We sat across each other all day long, face to face on this little suite with Ikea tables. And then we grew to like seven or eight different offices within the suite. Now, as our company grew, our internal team is a boisterous, high energy. We, we were on the phone a lot talking to clients and with our, with our um, consulting staff. So we're noisy. It didn't make sense anymore to be in an executive space as well as, you know, it was the cost. Cause once you kind of add it up, it was very pricey. So we outgrew it. And then COVID hit. And the last thing I want to do is be in this huge communal space um, sharing with a bunch of people that are probably germy. So I've always remembered the day you and I met was that mixer that was in West LA. And I said, Karina, you're going to find me the building. One day I want to buy a building. I'm going to, I'm going to get my next office will be through you. I remember that I said that. I don't know if you remember, but the rest was history. And I think it was an easy decision for me to be in the office that I'm in now, because the way you work with me was the way I work with clients, transparent, honest, and always looking out for my best interest. You knew where I'm at. You knew I could confidentially be candid with you about my situation or my limitations. And gosh darn it, we love our space. You have to come visit it. We totally nancyed it up. <laughs> we totally girled it up. It was like an ESPN sports center. It was all guys like before. We definitely changed a lot in the office. Yeah, well, it was great. It was great working with you. So let's talk about your office a little bit. So you have a sublease in a beautiful building in Pasadena. Um, do you want to tell our listeners a little bit about that process of looking for office? You know, so let's start off with in residential real estate, people have access to a lot of tools like a Zillow or a Redfin to go search for their own spaces. You know, unfortunately, in commercial real estate, there is really a limited amount of information that uh, the average tenant or, or buyer can find for themselves. And so they don't realize that there's actually this uh, 
service called tenant rep brokers, right? Who can actually look for the space for them, negotiate on their behalf, tell them business terms that they don't know that they might be able to uh, get like free rent or tenant improvement allowance. So maybe let's take a step back and tell our listeners a little bit about the process um, that we went through, that you went through um, to kind of find the office space that you're in. Well, without a doubt, I already knew that I was going to work with you because I just liked you from the first time I met you. And I knew about commercial real estate brokers. You know, I mean, you, 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 I've been through a lot of different transactions with my former employers going into new spaces and such. And I think what I think is important for the listeners to know is that you need to find somebody you can trust. And I don't have the time or energy to go and look at, there's all those different online, like you mentioned, there are ones for commercial real estate, but they're very convoluted. They're not really um, giving of much information, but what I really took value is that Karina, you knew me, you got to know me. We went to visit, I believe that one day was like um, office visit Palooza. We went to a bunch of different offices and you would look at me and like, girl, you know, this, this is not going to work. You know, like the, the ceilings weren't level, the floor was, I mean, I'm short and the ceiling touched my for, my head. So it was like, you knew what, you didn't want to waste time, but what I really, really appreciate working with you, Karina, you're such a professional um, real estate guru, is that you explain things to a granular level to me without making me feel like an idiot. Because... I will admit to everybody, I don't know everything. And especially when it comes to real estate and getting a commercial lease, I do not know. Like my only experience of that was when my husband opened his restaurant and we had to get the space, but we already identified the space. This was a whole new exercise. And it was daunting because, you know, I wasn't sure what space we wanted. This was, you know, our company is going through changes. Um, I wanted somewhere that was safe for our team in a good environment that was thriving. And you literally took me to all these different spaces that I could actually see those options being real. And I really love our space because you were able to locate us a space that initially we thought we couldn't get. It was way too big, but it came with furniture and everything ready, set, turnkey. We just had to drop our butts in our chairs and start working and a thousand bottles of water. It was awesome, you know? And I, I, I mean, you know, I, till this day, I thank God that we have that space and thank God for you because it wouldn't have been a reality. And I think that also helped us launch Team Ad Hoc to the next level. Having the right space builds an energy. Having the wrong space kills an energy. And I think that you did such a phenomenal job in getting to know my needs our team's needs, you got to meet my team, and really just finding that right spot. And I really appreciate you breaking down and explaining everything to me about, you know, tenant improvement, um, what, all those, I don't remember all those words, like uh, utilities included, triple net, blah, blah, blah. You remember, I was like, oh, I don't know any of that. And, and I, I, I admitted that because I don't want to just like jump into something and not know with both feet before I put both feet in and you really went down to the granular level and you showed it that it was a good wise choice. Cause unfortunately, you know, I am at that decision-making responsibility level that I could either make a really good decision or a really bad one. And I really took this with a lot of thought and you helped me with that process. So I thank you a lot for that. 
Well, it was my pleasure, Nancy. It was awesome to work with you. And you know, part of this process is really educating the client on what's in the market, what's available. Part of the due diligence process is seeing a lot of space because that's how you know what works for you and what doesn't work for you. We do this every day as commercial real estate brokers. You know, you're running your company and you know everything there is to know there. So I'm happy to work with entrepreneurs like yourself people of color, women, you know, I'm really passionate about about that. And so we have we have the same heart when it comes to that. At the end of each uh, episode, I want to do like a rapid advice where I'm going to ask my guests the same three questions uh, to end the episode on a good note. So the first question, uh, give us one piece of advice from your office space search experience that you think can help someone else who's going through an office space search. Find somebody you can trust. Just, you know, don't even look for them. Just call Karina directly. (laughs) You just want somebody that is honest, transparent, and truly listens to your pain points and your needs. Because I do sales as well, and I know that that's an important aspect. A lot of people just gloss over that and just hear what they're just shoving real estate down your throat that's not even a fit. There's no time to waste, and you're super patient. You need someone that's super patient that will explain everything and, and really find something that's the right fit. Next question. Thank you for that, Nancy. Next question. What is your favorite entrepreneurial book to read or have read? I love reading inspirational books from entrepreneurs who really failed so many times because when you make mistakes, you learn. But truly, if I went top of the mind first book that is most influential to me, it would be the book of Proverbs. For me in the Bible, because that's the book about being truthful, being strong, and working fairly. And that's honestly, I have the I have the sticky notes all over my computer as we speak, because that helps me really be my compass every day. So I know it's not the most popular book to quote, but my favorite business book is the book of Proverbs. What is your favorite motivational or inspirational quote to keep you going? And as an entrepreneur, there's ups and downs. Tell us something that kind of comes to mind that keeps you charging ahead. (sighs) I'm probably not going to quote it properly. I love Brene Brown. I love all the different quotes of Brene Brown about being vulnerable. But I think she quoted, I believe it was from Roosevelt, about being in the arena. If you're not in that arena and you are until you're at that arena and I'm paraphrasing and you're slaying the same battles and fights that I am, then you have no right to criticize. You know, I think a lot of times we have to learn to shut out the outside voices and really stay focused on our vision and our plan. And by doing that, we will all evolve and grow faster. Great. Thank you so much, Nancy. We really appreciate your time. Um, Tell us where we can find you. If our listeners want to know more about you and your company, what is your online, um, you know, Instagram handle, your website, please share it with us. Sure. Uh, Our Instagram and our Facebook handle is team ad hoc, all one word. It's the more jovial, happy team rah rah page. Our professional uh, social media page will be team ad hoc via LinkedIn. And always our website is team ad hoc.com. We'll have that in the show notes as well so people can find you. Thanks again, Nancy. We appreciate your time. No problem. It's my pleasure. 